Give the ultimate gift to the wrestling fan in your life this holiday season. You've asked for it, and I can't believe this is real, but now you can give the gift of ad-free shows. Head over to adfreegift.com now to purchase an ad-free show subscription for a friend or loved one. Simply click on gift a subscription up at the top and choose a plan. Plug in their email address, and just like that, your gift is on its way to their inbox. In my opinion, you simply will not find a better value in wrestling this holiday season early ad free access to all seven of my podcasts plus video starting at just $9 a month. We've also got tons of exclusive bonus content on top of it for just 29 bucks. So what are you waiting for? Get over with that special someone in your life by giving the gift of ad free shows, visit adfreegift.com right now to get started. That's adfreegift.com. Your one-stop shop for the wrestling fan in your life. This holiday season is adfreegift.com. How fun was Christmas as a kid? I mean, that's even an expression, right? Happier than a kid on Christmas or whatever. But man, once you become an adult, those responsibilities just start piling up. You got to start worrying about time off and how much time you're going to work and when the kids are in school and when they're out of school and how we're traveling here and what hotel we're staying at and do we need a flight and it gets expensive. And then you've got all the extra added stress of, oh, I got to hang this light and I got to put up this tree and. Then we got to wrap the presents, but most importantly, the financial stress of we got to buy all of these presents. Don't put Christmas on a credit card. Hurry to save with Conrad.com. We want to make sure that you hit 2022 the way you planned on ahead of the game. Don't go overspend and kick the can down the road and make it one of your new year's resolutions next year where you say, well, I guess this year I'm going to try to get out of debt and save money. Do it right now. All the experts are predicting that interest rates are going to rise next year. Don't take my word for it. Throw it in your Google machine. But here's what's happened in the last two years. All of a sudden, your house is probably worth more than ever. Why not use some of your newfound equity to get the best interest rate you've ever had while we've still got them? Get rid of your PMI. That in and of itself might save you two or 300 bucks. And at the same time, get rid of all your credit card debt, just like that. If you can hear my voice and you're in a 30 year loan, if you've got a second mortgage, if you've got credit card debt, if you've got a car loan, you owe it to yourself to just get a quick quote right now at savewithconrad.com. Oh, and how's this for starters? Your single biggest bill, you know, your house payment, you won't have to make that in December or January. You're done until February 1st. You get a two month break from your single biggest bill right here during the holidays. That's going to get you the cash you need to not put Christmas on a credit card. And that credit card debt, it'll be gone forever thanks to SaveWithConrad.com. Go read some of our five-star reviews all for yourself. Type this into your browser right now, C-O-N-R-A-D-Reviews.com. ConradReviews.com. See what our actual customers are saying about the process and their experience. It's almost five stars across the board. And then hurry to SaveWithConrad.com. Get yourself a quick quote. Find out how much money you can save for free. We're routinely helping our podcast listeners save five, six, seven, even 800 bucks a month. Heck, the other day we helped a guy save more than $1,100 a month. I want to be clear. He didn't save $1,100 one time. He's saving it this month, next month, the month after that, all because he went to savewithconrad.com. And you can do it too. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. And if we can't save you some money, we won't waste your time. But right here during the holidays, what are you waiting for? Make this the best Christmas ever. Let's be like kids on Christmas and not have the financial stress of worrying about what are we going to do? You're going to get out of debt. 
faster and with cheaper monthly payments than you ever thought possible because you went to savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender at savewithconrad.com. Now you can get even more from the Kurt Angle Show over at adfreeshows.com. Oh, it's true. Enjoy the entire Kurt Angle Show library with no ads, plus catch brand new episodes each week before anyone else does, starting at just nine bucks. That definitely doesn't suck. What else doesn't suck? Interactive experiences that you can take part in with me. You get to jump on and ask me questions during our gold medal Q&A events. And if you joined us for Top Guy Weekend, we got to hang out together in Chicago. Ad-Free Shows also has tons of bonus episodes, including my recent Top 10 Dream Opponents list and watching back the night I kissed Stephanie McMahon. It is truly the gold standard in wrestling content. Get the Kurt Angle Show and all of Conrad's podcasts early, ad-free, and on video for as low as $9 a month. That's just $0.30 an episode. Head over to adfreeshows.com right now to sign up. Well, he won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. He's a real athlete, so give him your respect. He's got intensity, integrity, intelligence, too. Hey, this is Kurt Angle, and welcome to the Kurt Angle Show. On the show today, we'll be celebrating the Angle family Christmas from Raw in 2000. But first, let me introduce to you my co-host, Paul Bromwell. How you doing today, Paul? Kurt, I'm doing great, man. What a weekend this has been. It's Christmas this, this weekend, and uh, I got to ask you, what did you and the family, how did you spend your Christmas uh, this weekend? We had a nice family Christmas, just us. Uh, we ordered Chinese food. We did not cook. <laughs> My wife didn't want to cook. She did Thanksgiving. She didn't want to do Christmas. So we had a nice Chinese food dinner uh, uh, for Christmas that night. So it, it was it was a nice Christmas. Kids got the gifts they wanted. Santa was really good to them. So it was a great Christmas. And I know that you took care of your wife, right? Giovanna, you made sure you took care of her for Christmas the right <laughs> way. I took care of her. I got her diamond earrings. <laughs> There you go. It can never go wrong with jewelry. So, no, very you nice. can't. <laughs> well, hey, what's your uh, so you order Chinese? Do you have a go to Chinese meal? You know, me and you've talked food before. I love the food details. Do you have a go to Chinese meal that you like to uh, order? Uh, I'm pretty boring. I, I get uh, sashimi and uh, white steamed rice. Okay. So I, I don't, I don't add any of the oil and the, you know, the additives and all that stuff. Okay. All the fat and stuff. You know, okay. I try to stay healthy. Yeah. Kurt Angle, always keeping it healthy. Well, man, it sounds good. I hope we hope all the listeners of the Kurt Angle show have had a great Christmas and are having a great weekend as we put the show out. Uh, man, just a, such a fun time of the year. And uh, we're looking back to Angle Family Christmas uh, from Raw 2000 today. Before we jump into it, though, Kurt, I also wanted to ask, you got to be a part of an ad-free show's top guy and my push member experience with a gold medal Q and a the other night. How did that go? Wednesday night was awesome. I went for about an hour. The fans were incredible. Uh, a lot of top guys on the call, which was really awesome. And, uh, we, we had a great, uh, 
a, a Zoom meeting. Yeah. Yes. Listen, little cheap plug here for ad-free shows. I can't tell you, talk about it enough. That's really the opportunity where you get to see Kurt face-to-face, ask him anything that's on your mind. I watched a little bit of the recap of the show, and it was so cool just to see you guys like, oh my goodness, you're one of my favorites of all time. Thank you for doing this. I always wanted to ask you this. And then you sit there and have a running conversation with them. It's just such a cool opportunity uh, for people to take uh, advantage of. And it's not only you, Kurt, but it's so many of the other folks that we have, whether it's Tony Schiavone, Eric Bischoff, and others. But man, thank you so much for doing that and being a part of the community, Kurt. It's all about the fans and, you know, for them, it's an opportunity to meet you up and close and personal. And I think there's nothing better than that. Well, there you go. Very well said, Kurt. So listen, before we delve into the new year and kick into that next, uh, next weekend, we're going to be discussing that very special role. As we mentioned, it took place 21 years ago, Christmas day, 2000. Uh, so again, we're just going to jump right into it, man. And you're coming off a hell of a run at this point. You're the WWF world champion at Armageddon. You defended the title in a six way hell in a cell match, which I'm sure we'll discuss at some point. And just two weeks ago on raw, you earned with edge and Christian, uh, you teamed with edge and Christian, I'm sorry, and lost to the rock and Dudley boys in a tables match. How important as the champion was it for you to keep your alliance with edge and Christian going? Well, that was our little faction, T-Mac, E-C-K, Edge, Christian, Kurt. And uh, we, we were awesome together. Uh, we, we, you know, our promos and our pre-tapes were entertaining. They were quite annoying for the fans because we were heels. And these guys were my cronies. They helped me win while I was world champion. So, you know, we did a lot of cheating. We did a lot of winning. They won their tag team titles. I won the world championship. And we were incredible heels. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. And as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home. Okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Yeah. As you, you know, share that, I can't help, but think back to us and how we were able to talk to edge about that awesome time in your careers, working together, team Eck, and, uh, man, what a cool experience that was in 2021. As we reflect back now, getting to have edge a part of the Kurt angle show and talk about some of those awesome memories of you guys all working together. Yeah, it was awesome having edge on the show. Uh, especially that's where, that's who I started my career with edge and Christian, those guys were always there for me and we had great chemistry. It was awesome being together. Yeah. And he's still kicking ass now with the WWE, which is just incredible. So you open the show here with Stephanie. Uh, she's doing a 15 minute provo- promo and from the observer, I'm going to read to hear what uh, Meltzer had to say. It says it opened with Stephanie doing the 15 minute opening segment. 
She said she baked her mom a fruitcake since that symbolized what she is for Christmas. Okay. Edge and Christian and Angle were brought out. Angle brought out various members of his family, a cousin, and several brothers claiming they were all, all 14 of them were all American honors, 11 national titles, and 16 state titles between them, including older brother Eric, who should be starting soon in OVW. They sang Winter Wonderland badly. This is all from Meltzer before Jericho Jericho interrupted and challenged Angle for the title. Stephanie turned down the request, being that he had insulted her and said instead he could have a six-man title, and Jericho chose Dudley's as his partners. How does this all come to be, uh, Kurt? Whose idea was it, and when did you know Eric needed to be there? Well, they told me they wanted to have an Angle family Christmas reunion. And uh, they told me about a week beforehand and Eric was signed with the company and they wanted him to be there. And they said, would your other brothers come? I said, sure. I'll bring the whole family. So I brought four of my brothers and I brought my nephew, Marky, which we called him cousin Jimmy because he's so close to my age. My brother's a lot older than I am. And he had his son when I was about five years old. So we changed his name from Marky, my nephew, Marky to cousin Jimmy and it was my real family. They were all my real family. No, no doubles, no, um, no, uh, actors, no independent wrestlers. They were my family. Everybody there in that ring was all team was all family angle. They were my brothers and my nephew. Yes. That's awesome. See, and, and, and a lot of people thought, and I was, as I was reading through the notes here that there had to be local wrestlers, but no, it was all angle blood in that ring. It was all angle blood. That's right. Wow. <laughs> Do you think that these promos, by the way, you think, you know, we talk about the 15 minutes. Do you think they tended to be real long or too long? Maybe in some cases. Yes, but it was, it was crucial for the show. You, you had to explain the storylines, what was going on, uh, the events that were coming up, uh, what, you know, what was going on that night during the show. You always have to have the promos to explain everything. So sometimes they do get a little long and they can be a little bit boring, but you have to do them. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, you turn on raw, you can almost guarantee or even SmackDown for that case that there's always going to start off with someone with a microphone in hand in the middle Most of the likely. ring. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, that's the part of the storytelling to your point, Kurt, that's so vital to moving the story along and creating kind of those stories for the wrestling matches. Yeah, you got to remember, it's kind of like a soap opera. It's not just a wrestling show where you can show wrestling. You have to show the storylines and the meaning of the show and everything that goes with it. There you go. Well, the week before on Raw, you took on Vince McMahon one-on-one in the middle of the ring, as he likes to say. What is it like wrestling the boss, especially this early in your career? Well, I was surprised that Vince actually wrestled me as a rookie. I mean, I didn't have a lot of experience and I thought at that point in time, I was a little bit dangerous. I was really stiff and I was, I was coming into my own, but I was really surprised that Vince allowed me to wrestle him as a rookie, but Vince is crazy as hell. So, you know, it, it, you know, it, it, on the other side, I, it didn't really surprise me because Vince is that crazy. So we know he's crazy, but we also, and we know he's a genius, but we also know he can't wrestle worth a lick. So <laughs> what, what was it like actually being in the ring with him and trying to get him to do what you need him to do? What was that like? It was like dancing with a, with an, uh, an elephant, <laughs> you, know? you couldn't it. move him. Right. I mean, you know, it, you know, usually your opponent flows with you and you kind of flow together and you have great chemistry, but with Vince, it's really choppy and, and rough. 
<laughs> yeah, it comes across that way on screen too for all of us watching. But man, but, but he's the badass. He can he take is. a licking. He can take a beating. That's exactly where I was headed. For what he lacks in wrestling moves, he will more than make up for in the ass beating that he will take from <laughs> you guys over the years. So you got to give him some credit there. Well, oh, that ma- yeah, that match ends when Mick Foley interferes and attacks you both, but you and Vince double team him until Stephanie comes out and declares Linda mentally unstable and Vince was being reinstalled as CEO. So Vince fires Mick. Did you have issues uh, keeping up with some of the creative back then? Like, you know, as we look back at it now, no, but the creative seemed really fickle, you know, it was changing all the time. Uh, the storylines were getting out of control. I mean, it was the attitude era and that's how it was at that particular time. And, and there are a lot of storylines going on. The attitude area era had the most storylines in the history of the business. You know, that's a good point in terms of uh, the creative writing. Everybody talks about, uh, you know, the edge and the hardcore and the brutality. But when it comes to storytelling, there was a lot of creativity going on back in those days, too, that, uh, you know, maybe should get a little bit more credit than than it does now. Uh, so yeah, and I'm surprised that they didn't have three hours back then because they needed it. They needed it back then more than they do now. Mm. uh, unfortunately they didn't have the three hour time slot on usa network back then good point so this show is taped from chattanooga tennessee on the 22nd so everyone can be off for christmas i'm sure that's uh that's a welcome stop from the road huh being being able to be home for christmas yeah it was nice because every year you either have a a house show or a tv or a pay-per-view during christmas or christmas eve and definitely on new year's and new year's eve so very seldom we have off Christmas and New Year's, uh, very, very seldom, but it was really nice to have that. Yeah, no, to your point, they're going to have a pay-per-view event this year on New Year's Day. Uh, so, so Didn't yeah, surprise me. That's yeah. it, it. Ended up it, it it dropped on a Sunday, right? It, yes, sir. We're going to have the pay-per-view regardless. Yes, there, there you go, <laughs> Kurt. What are the differences uh, between a taped raw and a live raw? Is it a less stressful day backstage, going over angles, gimmicks, matches, etc., realizing that hey, there's going to be time for some of the post-production and things like that to be handled later? Is it less stressful, or does it not matter whatsoever in your mind? Well, at first it was less stressful doing tape raws instead of live raws because you, you didn't have pressure on you to, uh, to, to make sure your first pre-tape or your promo was perfect or your match, even your match. So, uh, it was stressful to that extent, uh, to go live on raw, but then, um, the, the writers and the creative started being perfectionists with the pre-tapes. And if you did a promo during a tape show and you messed up, they would have you go out and do it again. So uh, the pre-tapes, if they had a decent pre-tape and they said cut and they looked at it and they said it could be better, they would do it over again. They would do it over until it was perfect. So then the the, the, um, tape raws became more stressful because there were much longer days. And sometimes you ended up going after the show into the night doing pre-tapes. So, you know, at that point in time, that's when the tape shows became more stressful. Kurt, do you ever remember a scenario where it was a pre-taped raw where you had done or said something or maybe missed something in the ring with a promo or something you were telling the crowd that they said, Hey, you need to go back out there and do it again in front of the crowd. Cause we need a, we need a better. Yes. yes. And we were in Boston 
and it was a wrestling match where uh, I had uh, Undertaker. We we were supposed to do this um, submission where um, Undertaker had a leg lock around my uh, neck, and I had him pinned. And they they wanted the referee to count the tap out and the pin at the same time, and we messed that up during the show. So we had to wait till afterward and wait for all the crowd to leave the arena. And then we would put in um, some of the wrestlers and some of the employees in the corner of the arena so we could do a camera angle and make it look like they were the fans of the the position of Taker having a submission hold on me and me having a pinfall on him. And uh, it was crazy. I mean, we we waited till 1.30 in the morning to shoot that. And uh, we got done about 2 o'clock. So... Um, it does happen, especially when you tape a show, you, you don't know if you're going to have to do it after the show. So if they don't have the time to do it, to do the pre-tape over again, or do the, the spot in the match over again during the show, they're going to wait till afterward. They're going to do it. Today's episode is brought to you by Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work, but you know, what's easy bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's insurance or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around the house. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. And we thank them for sponsoring today's podcast. And I can't imagine you and Taker being happy campers having to work till one <laughs> 30 in the morning. No, it, it was a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. My goodness. Wow. Well, we move through the card here again, back to the angle family Christmas and it's the Hardys and they're beating uh, Benoit and Malenko. Matt told Lita to stay in the back, but she comes out anyway. It's a good match with Lita giving Malenko a low blow and Matt pinning him with a leg drop off the top. After the match, Dean put Jeff in the clover leaf while Benoit put Lita in the cross face. They sold the cross face good. Like Lita had been injured. Matt was mad at Lita for coming out, even though she was hurt. And Matt and Benoit ended up brawling backstage. Do you have any fun stories of working with any of the Hardys, Benoit or Malenko from this time? Well, I started my career with the Hardys. Uh, they were in the Dory Funk Dojo with me, and I knew these guys were going to be big stars. They were like teenagers at the time. They were so young, young and vibrant. And you knew these guys were going to be big stars. Uh, you know, just the, the ammo they had in the ring and what they brought to the table, even before the WWE was incredible. Uh, and Chris Benoit, I had some of my very best matches with Chris. Uh, we had great chemistry together. It was awesome. And Dean Malenko, unfortunately, I never got a chance to wrestle Dean. Mm. I consider him one of the best technicians of all time, and I would have loved to wrestle him. Wow, that could be another kind of dream match, if you will. Kurt Angle, Dean Malenko. That would be a fun one to watch for sure. The man of a thousand holds uh, versus right. Kurt Malenko. Angle. My goodness. <laughs> well, uh, I did want to ask you here, as we're talking about the Hardys, Kurt, that with Jeff's recent release from the WWE, do you have any advice or words of encouragement for Jeff? Well, I, I've been through it, and I think Jeff needs to look himself in the mirror and see what he wants to do. Does he want to change or does he want to stay the same? I personally think he does need help, uh, but uh, that's something that he has to deal with uh, inside himself. He needs to realize uh, what's important in his life. Is, is it the stuff or is it his family and his job? And uh, it, it really comes down to Jeff making a decision on his own. 
Yeah, well, listen, I know there are lots of us, everyone listening to this show, including the both of us that are cheering Jeff Hardy on. We hope that he's having a great Christmas and New Year's season with his family. And uh, yeah, just hope one day to be seeing him again out there in the squared circle. He has so much to offer, but to your point, it's all about taking care of himself right now and, uh, you know, getting all that taken care of. So uh, yeah, good stuff, Kurt. So back to the card here, we have Deborah, and she says she missed McFoley and that her job wasn't fun anymore. They pretended Vince wasn't there because he was helping out at a soup kitchen in uh, Greenwich, uh, Connecticut, which, you know, with them making the point that there isn't a homeless problem in Greenwich, by the way. But on the phone with Stephanie, we could hear that Vince was actually with Trish Stratus and then hung up on Stephanie when we could hear her voice. Were there moments when you thought you were on uh, the McMahon variety show with all the McMahon angles between Vince, Stephanie, Linda, and Shane? Yes, and the McMahons were on the show all the time in the Attitude Era. I mean, they, those guys were all over the show. Every week, um, you know, something was going on with the McMahons. They were as big of a part of the storylines as the wrestlers were, maybe even more. And and they, they actually included the wrestlers in the storylines with them, but it was crazy. The McMahons, I have to say this, they are entertaining as hell, though. Listen, it's a funny segment. If you're watching the show, Vince being at the soup kitchen, did you feel like it was just enough, just the right mix of comedy? Or did you ever feel like, Hey, there, there might be too much comedy on these shows. I think they dug a little too deep. I think they did push a little too far, uh, at particular times they went over the top, but that's the WWE and that's what makes them special. There you go. That puts the E in WWE. <laughs> yes. Uh, from the observer. Uh, and it, it, this cracked me up a little bit when I was reading this, Kurt, it says you can always tell what role Stephanie is going to be playing by her hair. The more curl, the more of a stronger heel role when it's blow dried straight. She's a sympathetic baby face on this Christmas night raw. For example, it was straight with a little bit of curl for her heel spots, but straighter than usual since she was the baby face in a sense in the storyline of her father being with Stratus. Oh my goodness. How much thought do you think Stephanie had when it came to her hair? Or is this Meltzer overanalyzing this whole thing? <laughs> I think Meltzer's out of his mind. I think he's nuts. <laughs> I mean, I don't think Stephanie says, you know what? I'm going to be a heel tonight. I'm going to curl my hair. You know what? Tonight I'm a baby face. I'm going to straighten it. I just think it was by chance. I think Meltzer is freaking crazy. That's the funniest thing I've ever read. Oh my goodness. Well, here we are. We're in a three way for the hardcore title up next. Blackman retains over Raven and hardcore Holly by suplexing and pinning Holly outside in nine degree weather, by the way, on a car, Kurt. Can you imagine going outside with no shirt in nine degree uh, weather? That's just no, I never had to do it. Thank God, because I hate cold weather, especially if I don't have any clothes on. <laughs> never did it. Never want to do it. <laughs> well, Blackman comes back in. Raven hits him with a two by four and pinned him to get the title. They brought up the 24 seven rule being in effect, but that isn't uh, that it hasn't been used because nobody had the guts to attack Blackman outside of a wrestling ring. Well, at least they tried to uh, make it logical, but you worked with Steve Blackman early in your career. What was Blackman like? And did you learn a lot from him? Steve was really quiet, but he was really good in the ring. He had great in-ring skills, a great MMA guy, a real badass. I mean, this guy was a legitimate badass and uh, he was a black belt and Many different things. I mean, uh, you know, he, he, he brought it to the table in wrestling too. You know, he did a lot of submissions, a lot of karate kicks, 
he brought a lot of his MMA background into the business and I really enjoyed working with him. Mm. Do you have any uh, fun memories uh, working with Raven or Bob Holly? Anything you remember from those two guys? <laughs> the one memory I have with Bob Holly is I broke his arm. <laughs> I, um, we, I, I was going to do my moonsault for the first time in my career and I never practiced it. And Bob and I were in the ring and, um, I knocked Bob down and I went up to the top rope to do the moonsault and Bob was a little further out than I expected. And when I went, I, I wrongly gauged the, the amount of distance I had to go and my shins ended up uh, hitting his body instead of my stomach. So when my shins hit his body, he put his arms up to block his, the, the blow and my shins hit his arm and a compound fracture right through his wrist. I mean, it was, his arm was hanging. It was oh. really bad. And he, he, he's such a badass. He finished the match. We had another 10 minutes left. He finished the match and afterward you could tell it was broken. And I felt so badly. I went to the hospital with him. And then after that, I dropped him off at his hotel and I checked on him for the next three or four weeks to make sure he was okay. Cause you, you got to feel bad as a, as a sports entertainer, when you take money away from these athletes by injuring them, I mean, Bob Holly was out for three or four months after that. So he, he lost a lot of money that year and it was my fault. And I, I felt very badly. So I kept checking up on him because I have a lot of respect for Bob and I like him a lot. Nah, and that, that's important too, because you sometimes hear stories of guys. We just had a story with Charlie Haas last week on the show where sometimes guys don't necessarily think to uh, get back in touch with that guy that they just injured. So I'm sure that meant a lot to Bob, uh, as far as that goes. Bob told me that uh, a couple of years after that, he told me it meant a lot that I actually stayed with him at the hospital and Good. dropped him off at the hotel and kept in touch with him. And, uh, you know, he, he actually told me another story. I'm not going to say who, but he said, I was injured another time. And the person never even contacted me. Didn't even take me to the hospital, never did anything. And he said, I appreciate what you did for me. Ah. I was very grateful for that. Ah, very good. What, uh, getting back to this whole 24 seven gimmick for the hardcore title, uh, do you think, uh, that title mattered enough for that to be a thing? What are your thoughts overall on that whole deal for the hardcore title? Well, it was a title. It became a storyline because when you have a title, you have to build a storyline around it. And uh, I think that it was very entertaining for the fans and it was a 24 seven. You could pin them anywhere, which makes it kind of exciting. So, you know, it's not just, you're not just going to beat the guy in the ring. You could beat him outside the ring in the arena, out, out where the fans are outside you could do it at home. I mean, it's, you know, it's 24 seven. So I thought it was an entertaining title to have. Uh, I wouldn't compare it to the intercontinental championship or the world championship or the tag team titles, but it is a title and it was important for the company. Yeah. Almost more of, like you said, it's that entertainment part of it, the gimmick style, uh, but a title, a title that, uh, people fought over. And, uh, so there you go. Uh, Kurt, this was written up in the observer at the time, uh, of all this going down angle will be inducted into the U S amateur wrestling hall of fame in Stillwater, Oklahoma in June angle joins a very select group of pro wrestling major stars in the amateur hall, consisting of Danny Hodge, Dick Hutton, and Earl McCready, as well as lesser known pro wrestlers from the twenties and thirties, like Pete Maringer. 
Bobby Pierce, Robin Reed, Jack Van Bever, and Russell Viss. To show how select this group of wrestlers involved in the Hall of Fame are, even amateur greats that went into pro wrestling, like Vern Gagne, Leroy McGurk, Wayne Martin, Dale Lewis, Joe, Joe Scarpello, and Jack Briscoe aren't inducted. How big a deal is it to be inducted into this Hall of Fame for you, Kurt? Oh, Paul, it was the most important Hall of Fame of my life. It's the one Hall of Fame you want to be in. It's the biggest one. It's the best one. And I, I hate to say this because I, the WWE Hall of Fame means everything to me, but this National Wrestling Hall of Fame is a bigger deal to me. This was the real wrestling, the amateur wrestling, the Olympic wrestling, and I was very proud to be inducted. My first chance. You have to be retired for five years. So 2001 was five years after 1996. So the first time that they put my name in there, I made it in the hall of fame, which was really cool. Now, how did you find out about it? Who told you that you were going in? The national wrestling hall of fame board of directors called me uh, a couple of friends of mine that were coaches of mine uh, for USA wrestling, Bruce Burnett, Leroy Smith. They got a hold of me and told me I was inducted into the hall of fame and to go to Stillwater, Oklahoma on a certain date and accept your award. And I thought it was awesome. That's amazing. Now, how did the WWF react to it? Did Gerald Briscoe or Jim Ross talk to you about yeah. how big of a deal this would be? They were over the moon about it. I mean, Jerry, uh, he's an amateur wrestler. Him and his brother were incredible. And, uh, he had a lot of respect for that hall of fame. And, uh, he knew that I was a big one for me. And Jim Ross is just a huge amateur wrestling mark. Uh, you know, he's a huge fan of amateur wrestling and, uh, he thought it was a big deal too. They both told me they were really proud of me. By the way, shout out to Jr. He's wrapping up his last few cancer treatments on his ankle. And God he's bless been you, Jr. Kicking cancer's ass, man. He's keeping such a positive attitude. Uh, he's a fighter. Give, he is, man. Just give him a, a shout out there. So we're back to the, this raw. Okay, so we got Regal, and he's doing an interview talking about belching and farting before the Austin versus Kane match. Yes, that's what I said. Austin was a little slower, but it was a decent brawl before Regal interfered for the d disqualification. Austin clean house on both men with chair shots. These two are two of the best to ever do it. Did Kane have limitations due to the gimmick, or do you think that it helped him out, Kurt? Uh, that, that's a tough question. I think having the mask on limited him uh, where he couldn't see as well as he wanted to. But I thought the gimmick as a whole really helped him. It made him scarier, gorier. I love the Kane gimmick, and I, I think that Kane loved it too. I, I, the fans absolutely love it. I It's crazy because you, you think this guy would be a heel, but for the most part of his career, the fans loved him as a baby face. You know, he's supposed to be Kane, the guy from hell, the dead guy, the evil man. And here, you know, he's a big baby face. It's awesome. You got to okay. love the business. Yeah, no, all good stuff, Kurt. I am going to, I want to put you on the spot here, uh, about stone cold, Steve Austin. Do you have a story for us that we haven't heard yet on the podcast in or out of the ring about stone cold, Steve Austin, come on, give us the goods. We want something good here. Kurt. All right. Here's one that gets on my nerves. Um, I had a reputation of being the best conditioned wrestler in the company in the world. Nobody could get me tired. Nobody could blow me up. And nobody did until one night in Fresno, it was a house show stone cold, Steve Austin. And for some reason I got really tired that night and Austin knew I was tired and he kept pushing me hard and harder and he blew me up. He got me exhausted. 
and he never let me live it down. To this day, he just texted me two days ago. He said, Merry Christmas, brother. Remember Fresno. Wow. It's <laughs> so still I put Merry Christmas back to him. And I said, forget Fresno and tag and uh, I tag forget Fresno. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. It, so Austin blew me up. It's the only time I ever got blown up in the ring. And, and that is so funny. And it still sticks out enough to him that he still won't let you forget about it. Remember even to Fresno, this day. Yep, He does it all the time. I love it. Well, here we go. We're continuing on with raw. It's the angle Christmas edition and the cat comes out and gives Jim Ross a Christmas present of a WWF divas video and then undid her robe showing very skimpy uh, negligee to Jerry Lawler angles backstage with his brothers saying that cousin Jimmy ruined the singing according to mom and that he was the best singer in the group. I got to ask first off, cousin Jimmy should be fired immediately, but the balance of, of, of going from cat taking off her robe to the wholesale angle family in the back is a lot of what made the WWF great. Is it not? Yes, it is. It was completely extreme. It was the complete (laughs) opposite. You know, you're selling sex. Then you're talking about a guy that messed up a a song. (laughs) I mean, only in the WWE can you do this stuff. And, uh, it was just like night and day. It just happened all the time. The business is so fickle. It's incredible. Speaking of the cat, uh, her and Jerry Lawler were both at the icons of wrestling out in Philadelphia a weekend or two ago. And, uh, they got a picture together and just said, no way. The cat and Jerry Lawler got a photo together, photo together, made it to Twitter and they were like reunited and, uh, it got posted to socials. You're on good terms then, huh? That seems to be at least for one picture, Kurt. So there we go. (laughs) So I want to bring up this to you at this point and point out something that Dave Meltzer wrote in the observer regarding you. And it said, Kurt angle. Angle finished an incredible year as the WWF champion and arguably the most improved performer both in and out of the ring in the industry. It was only November of 1999 when Angle debuted on WWF television, playing the geeky 70s baby face role that is more of a heel today with his only wrestling experience in Memphis where he was a strong rookie in the ring. But they actually often gave him a manager, who, by the way, was Brandon Baxter, to do his interviews, which were considered a weakness. One year later, he's considered one of the top talkers in the game. He's already better in the ring than most of the WWF wrestlers. And if he improves at anywhere near the level in 2001, will be a challenger for the top in-ring performer in the business. Angle won almost every title in the WWF during the year, as well as King of the Ring, although that was a disappointing show. He had many great matches, mainly with The Rock and Chris Jericho. There are stronger candidates this year, but if one is to look into a crystal ball one year from now, barring injury, he may be the favorite for for next year, since injuries may catch up with Triple H and Rock will be taking time off for film work. Now, That's the write-up for his list of candidates for wrestler of the year in 2000. And you're at the top of the list as an American wrestler. Did you think you were the best wrestler of the year in your mind? Hell no. (laughs) I was a rookie. I've only been wrestling literally a year and a half uh, at that particular time uh, at the end of 2000. So uh, that, that is not a lot of experience. It's not a lot of time. I would say I came into my own after 2001 and 2002, I would say I was the best wrestler in the world at that particular time, but I had to get more experience. I still had to learn more in ring psychology and, and get better at my promos. And, uh, I, I, I still, 
I, I was really good at that particular time. Surprisingly good. I surprised myself to be honest with you, but I, I got better over time. And about the beginning of 2002 is when I was the best wrestler. And my next question was what, what were you going to focus on, on proving in 2001 to continue your path to success? But you said your promos and your entering psychology, my in-ring psychology, even my moveset. I was still limited with my moveset, and uh, I want—I wanted to feel a little more comfortable before I started bringing out more moves. So, uh, you know, I started with a, a limited amount of moves my rookie year, and I started expanding to more and more moves after that. Feeling frustrated after getting rejected for a credit card or a personal loan? It happens way too often. That's why Credit Karma is changing the way people find and apply for cards and loans. Whether you're refinancing credit card debt or paying for an upcoming expense, Credit Karma uses your credit data to show you fresh personal loan offers that are personalized for you. On Credit Karma, you can check out multiple loan offers side by side. Members who compare loan offers on Credit Karma save on average 30% on interest rates. It's completely free and easy to sign up for a Credit Karma account with no effect on your credit score, making it simple to search for the right personal loan for you. Credit Karma will even show you your approval odds so you can choose offers that you're more likely to get approved for and apply with more confidence. And once you have a loan, Credit Karma can help you track your progress as you pay off your debt and even let you know if you can refinance and save. Credit Karma, apply with more confidence today. Ready to apply? Head over to creditkarma.com forward slash loan offers to see personalized loan offers with your approval odds right now. Go to creditkarma.com forward slash loan offers to find the right loan for you. That's creditkarma.com forward slash loan offers. Fall is here and we could all use a stiff breeze. Uh, what did Vince call Kurt once? El Stiffo. Uh, that's right. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. So let's chew it and do it. Guys, confidence can take you far in life. I can also help you in the bedroom, especially when it comes time to step up to the plate. And that's where our friends at Blue Chew come in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as both Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take these dudes anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or just be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, the process is simple. You just sign up at bluechew.com. You consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. Now, here's the best part. It's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA, prepared and shipped direct to your door, all in a discreet package. Guys, there's nothing sexier than confidence, or so the ladies say, and Blue Chew can help you get that confidence where it counts. And if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, Blue Chew can help. We've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free. When you use our promo code angle at checkout, just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com. The promo code is angle to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank blue chew for sponsoring today's podcast. Well, I'm sure as you're growing and learning and developing your skill set and becoming what Meltzer is saying is just this incredible top tier talent. Your confidence is growing in what you're doing. Do you start becoming a vocal leader in the locker room considering, Hey, I'm the world champion, by the way, too. Do you start coming that <laughs> well, my confidence was growing every week, week after week, I was getting more and more confident, but I, I didn't think I was a leader at that particular time. Like I said before, 
I was still a rookie and I, there was no reason for me to be a leader at this particular time. Uh, you know, just because I was champion, you know, they, they could have put the title on anyone else. They put it on me because they wanted to push me. And I, I stepped up to the challenge and I knocked the ball out of the park. And that's what you're, you're expected to do when you do that. But I did not think that I was the best wrestler at this particular time. Did you see an increase in pay when you became the world champion? Yes, a lot, a big increase in pay. It's like night and day. I mean, when you're the world champion, you're getting paid a lot more money. We're talking three to five times more than you normally would get paid. So yeah, it's, it's a big deal to be world champion and the money is great. Which then makes a lot of sense for why guys want to hold the title, right? When you're making that money on a constant basis, then yes, I want to be champ. Well, well, let's not forget, once you make it to that level, that main event level where you're there consistently all the time, you don't have to be wrestling for the world title. It depends who you're wrestling. In other words, if you're wrestling Stone Cold and he's not the champion, you're still going to get paid big bucks because he's a big name. He's the biggest name in wrestling. So it all depends on who you're wrestling. It doesn't necessarily mean the title. It's the people that you're wrestling to. If you wrestle The Undertaker, you're going to get paid big. You wrestle the rock, you're going to get paid big stone cold. You're going to get paid big, especially when those guys establish themselves as the biggest stars of all time. So it's not just about the title anymore. It's also about who you're wrestling. So your goal is I either want to wrestle for the world title, or I want to wrestle against one of the guys. That's a top These draw. particular guys. Yes. The top draws. So there you go. Well, we move on with the card and it's too cool. And they beat TNA. Match had little heat except for the worm on Albert. Grandmaster Sexay pinned Test after Stephanie distracted him. After the match, Albert told Stephanie if she needs anything, come to him. God bless Test and Brian Christopher not being with us anymore. We don't talk about them a lot, Kurt. Do you have any stories about either Test or Brian Christopher? Well, I started in the business with Test. He was at the Doi Funk Dojo. I thought the guy had all the tools. I mean, he had size. He had great looks. He had... Uh, in-ring ability. He could talk. He had everything. I thought he was going to be a huge star. And I was really surprised that he didn't get to the level that he deserved to get to. And uh, Brian Christopher, what a talented wrestler. And when he started in too cool with Scotty too hottie, they, they were so entertaining. It was a lot of fun to watch those guys. And he made a big difference in pro wrestling from an entertaining aspect. And I have a lot of respect for Brian because of that. Well, and then we have Scott Taylor, who, by the way, recently left the WWE Performance Center to continue to wrestle again. How good is Scott? Scott's one of the best. Uh, like, you know, him using the worm and being entertaining. Um, he was actually a great wrestler, too. He had a lot of technique that he didn't use because of his gimmick. Too cool was the crazy guys that danced and, you know, did the worm and did more entertaining stuff. But he was a really good amateur or really good pro wrestler. Very good. Yeah. When you were doing that dance there, Kurt, in the chair, which people can see on ad free shows, I started thinking of sexy Kurt. It just, <laughs> your performance just came back around for me. All right. Next up, we have E and C and Angle. This is it. This is the group, Edge Christian and Angle, beating Jericho and the Dudleys. The finish saw the Dudleys put Eric Angle through a table and Edge and Christian and the Dudleys brought on the ramp. Jericho went for the line saw on angle who got his knees up and scored a clean pin on Jericho with the Olympic slam. At least they're making an attempt to portray angle as a strong champ going into the pay-per-view main events. 
The angles held Jericho and Kurt attacked him till the Dudleys made the save. How was your brother before and after the match? Well, he was nervous beforehand. He never went through a table before. And this was asking a lot of Eric. I mean, he didn't have any experience. The only thing he did was my switcheroo with Undertaker when I beat him at Survivor Series that uh, earlier that year. So they signed him to a deal and they wanted him there. And, you know, they put him through a table afterward. He was okay. He didn't have any problems, did not get injured. He was really happy. Good. Good. Were you, in you were you worried at all putting Eric in that position? Yeah, I was worried because, you know, it, he could get injured at any particular time. And, um, you know, but, but he did want to be in the business. And since he signed with the company, he was theirs, he, you know, they could do yeah. whatever they wanted with him. So yeah, he had to show up and do this. Yeah, that's good. Did you feel like Kurt at this point that you're seeing an effort on WWF's part to give you more wins and stronger wins at this point now that you're the champion? Yes. And I think they started with hell in the cell where they had me win against those five top guys. And that I started getting stronger wins after this. I wasn't just getting cheap heel wins where I was cheating and getting uh, cheap heel heat. I started winning legitimately, which was really cool. And it really helped me with my character. Good. Well, we have Buchanan up who does an interview ripping on the internet to set up Buchanan and Godfather over the acolytes when Buchanan pinned Bradshaw after Venus gave him a DDT and Buchanan gave him an axe kick in a short match with little heat. Did you ever work with bull Buchanan and have any stories of, of him at all, Kurt? I don't recall working with Bo Buchanan. I didn't really talk to him that much. We would say hi every once in a while, but I didn't know him that well. So I don't really have any stories about him, uh, but I heard he was a really good guy. And, you know, obviously he did really well in the ring. He was, he was signed with the WWE and he had this gimmick. I think it was called the RTC. Yeah. That, they, they, did, they did pretty well with it. It, it wasn't a strong gimmick, but you know, it, it, it served its purpose. Yeah, they were the right to censor where they had that obnoxious horn and uh, they were all wearing their dress shirts and dark pants and they wanted to eliminate, you know, things of like what the cat did, disrobing and things of that. Right, did right. you, all did you, sex. yeah. Did you like that gimmick at all or what did you think of that whole well, thing? It was a great heel gimmick because yeah. the fans want hey. more sex and these guys want to stop it. So, That's right. um, yeah, it, it, it was a pretty cool gimmick. I thought, I thought it worked for what they wanted. So if you're a regular listener, you've heard us talk about the incredible results that our listeners have experienced from using test X nine, which is the all natural testosterone booster that helps you get more drive, more strength, more energy, and well, helps your little general stand up at full attention. Well, legacy supplements has actually leveled up again, and now they're offering a combination of products designed specifically for men who may feel like they've lost their edge. They call it the get your edge back stack. Maybe you're feeling more aches and pains than you used to. Maybe you lack motivation or drive. Maybe your mind isn't as sharp as it once was. Well, it's time to get your edge back, daddy. This stack features the pro collagen plus to increase strength and reinvigorate your joints. Of course, it's got test X nine to naturally boost that testosterone. And of course, total mind to improve brain function and memory. Try to get your edge back stack for 30 days. And we're confident you'll feel like a new man, especially if you're over 30. Go to the new and improved LegacySups.com and use our very special promo code ANGLE for 10% off your entire order. And while you're there, check out their best sellers like the amazing Sleep Aid Recovery PM and the new women's line, Her Legacy, brought to you by nine-time world champion, 
Mickey James. That's LegacySupps.com. That's L-E-G-A-C-Y-S-U-P-P-S.com. That's LegacySupps.com. And the promo code is ANGLE to save 10% off your entire order. Let's take a time out here. And while we normally have a lot of fun on this show, this is a pretty serious topic. Life insurance, specifically Goliath life insurance. Let me give you a pro tip. We're all going to die. So before you get a visit from the undertaker, think just for a second about what would happen if your family stopped having your income tomorrow with life insurance from goliathlife.com. What we're really talking about is protecting what you've worked so hard to provide for both you and more importantly, your family. You see, life insurance isn't about you. It's about those who matter the most to you. Sure. You do a great job taking care of them now, but who would do that if something awful happened to you? I just lost two friends in the last year and a half, one 42 with two kids, the other 46 who left behind a wife and three kids. Thank God they had insurance. And Hey, I hear you. Nobody wants to think or talk about life insurance, but think about this. You might not get in a car accident, but you have auto insurance. You might not get sick, but you have health insurance. So we'll protect our car and we'll even protect ourselves from like crazy medical bills. But will we protect our family? That's what life insurance means to me. Peace of mind. Goliathlife.com streamlines the life insurance purchase process by allowing you to get quotes from more than 20 carriers all at the same time and at the same place. Goliathlife.com. You'll do a fast and easy application and have multiple quotes within minutes. And oh, by the way, Goliathlife.com has solutions for every budget. And maybe best of all, you pick your terms and payments at Goliathlife.com. Once you pick your price, you can start the online application immediately and check this out. You can even schedule the medical exam to happen in your home. You don't even have to leave the house to do this. And yes, I have done this. They sent someone to my office. It was fast. It was easy. And it was unlike anything I expected. I got to skip the phone calls, the paperwork and the crazy invasive conversations, and even the multiple visits to the doctor's office that we all hate so much. Goliathlife.com makes buying life insurance simple. Goliathlife.com promises no hidden fees, no upsell, no hassle, hell, not even a phone call. Goliathlife.com is life insurance in your hands on your time. Get multiple quick quotes right now from the comfort of your own home and begin your application in a few easy clicks right now at Goliathlife.com. What about on the other side of the coin of this match? You have Farouk and Bradshaw. Any any fun stories of uh, Ron Simmons or JBL that you want to share here on the podcast? They drank all the time. I mean, they drank during the show. They drank before. That's a shoot. Yeah. Um, You know, they they were crazy. But, you know, surprisingly, even though they drank so much, they were kind of the in-ring locker room leaders with Undertaker. Those guys were like Undertaker's muscle. And, uh, you know, they set the rules in the locker room. And understandably, I mean, Farouk and Bradshaw are both badasses, you know, and so is Undertaker. So rightfully so, they should be the leaders. Yeah. JBL, he now is over with uh, Gerald Briscoe and they're telling stories. They have a podcast together, stories with Briscoe and JBL and Briscoe and Bradshaw. So yeah, I'm sure that's an entertaining one. Uh, they do a taped interview here with China claiming she had three ruptured discs and her career was over. This is to build sympathy for a big marketing push for her in mid January with her book coming out. 
I just pray when they bring her back, they don't start having her wrestle men again, uh, says Meltzer. What did you think of China as a wrestler and then a person? We've heard all the different stories about China, but what are your memories, Kurt, of her? Oh, I thought China was a trailblazer. You know, she was the first woman to consistently wrestle men. And uh, she did an incredible job. And as a human being, she was awesome. One of the nicest women I ever met. I, I love China. I thought she was great. And I thought what she did for wrestling was incredible. I mean, you know, think about what she was able to do. She was a trailblazer. And, uh, you know, she had an incredible career. She certainly did. And uh, I know she's not with us anymore, but so many of us have so many fun. A lot of wrestlers are not with her. us anymore. Yeah, yeah. Just such an, an an influential person and female in the wrestling business. Uh, and so many people look up to her. We, we move on to the card, Kurt, and it's rock. And he's doing an interview singing Santa Claus is coming to town. But using himself as Santa, the main, saw, uh, main event saw rock over Undertaker via DQ. Not much heat for the match until the near falls. Taker's selling was really bad. He did a choke slam on Rock, but Rikishi was out, so no pin. Rock then went for the people's elbow, but Rikishi pulled down the ropes and Rock tumbles over. The show ends with Rikishi laying both men out. Was Taker hurting uh, as far as just physically at this point really bad, you think? Listen, if Taker was selling horribly, he was hurting. Because Taker is one of the best sellers in the business, if not the best. Uh, what, what he does in that ring is unbelievable. And uh, if you want to learn how to sell, watch The Undertaker because he sells every move, every punch, every kick. That is what is so great about The Undertaker. So I was really surprised um, to hear this. Yeah. Again, we're uh, just reading some of these notes here from The Observer as far as the feedback. What did you think of Rikishi as a heel? Did he have the steam and juice to be a top-notch uh, level heel, you think, Kurt? I think so. I think when they started him, I don't know if you remember, but he was having these 30 second matches. They yeah. were quick. He was crushing people. And, um, you know, Vince wanted to make him a heel, but it's kind of hard to be a heel when you're crushing people in 30 seconds all the time. Uh, but, but, um, when they, uh, decided to, uh, make Rikishi the heel, and I believe he was the one that ran stone cold, Steve Austin over. He was the driver. Yes. Yeah. I, I thought it was a good idea because Rikishi deserved that chance. Uh, all the time he put in the business, he, he was in the business for so many years and he contributed. And th this was a great gimmick for him. You know, the, the, the Samoan uh, killer, uh, what, what he was able to do in the ring. Uh, he is incredible for his size. Nobody moves like Rikishi. And I thought that uh, this was a great opportunity for him. Well, The Rock, we all know he is great. He is The Rock. But you're the world champion at this point, Kurt. Did you feel any certain way back in 2000, not now, but did you feel any certain way that you're not the main event here? The Rock is. Well, you have to remember The Rock is The Rock. He's one of the biggest names in the history of the business. So if The Rock or Stone Cold or Undertaker main events instead of you, you shouldn't be that upset. I mean, remember, I was just a rookie. I might've been the world champion, but these names were bigger than me at that particular time. So I wasn't upset about that. As long as I was getting paid as the world champion, I was okay with anything. <laughs> well, we've learned on the show that you're one competitive son of a bitch, Kurt. So I don't <laughs> see you want to take a backseat to well, anybody. I'm not going to lie to you. My first year, I was pretty humble. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I, you know, I was trying to get people to like me and you know, try, <laughs> try to learn the business as much as I could. 
So I, I, I wasn't uh, really looking to be like the, the guy my first year, you know? Yeah. You're not trying to rock any boats. You're trying to find your way, learn your craft. And then you were okay with that type of thing. So there you go. Yes, sir. Well, Kurt, this was a fun episode. We have some fan questions. You ready to jump into those as we wrap up yeah, today? Let's do it. All right. Austin Williams is up first and he says, what was it like working on and around the holiday season? It was hard. I mean, you know, you, you miss your family and you're on the road 300 days a year to begin with. So you hardly see your family anyway, but you know, these holidays are very special and uh, you always want to be home for them. And unfortunately for the most part, we weren't. So it, it was, it was really difficult. It, it kind of sucked not being able to, but you know, you're part of the business. Uh, you, you signed the, the contract to be in this business. You gotta, you gotta back it up. There you go. Zol Lopez, one of our ad-free shows buddies. He says, Kurt, what's your favorite holiday tradition growing up or one you currently have with your kids? Well, what I did when I grew up and we did with my kids is we all decorate the Christmas tree as a family, put the ornaments on the tree, all the decorations on the tree. And at the end of the night, I put the star on top of the tree. That's what the dad does. It's what my dad did. Ah, but we keep that tradition in my family as well. Now, Kurt, are you like, uh, are you like Christmas vacation where you're going out and you're chopping down a tree every single year with the family <laughs> in the station wagon, or do you use an artificial pre-lit Christmas tree? Like, like most of us still, I'm not going to lie to you. I use the artificial tree. <laughs> <laughs> They're just so it's easy. <laughs> it's more convenient and you don't have to clean up these bristles all over the place afterward. You heard it here first. He is no Kurt Griswold. He is Kurt Angle. So there we go. I uh, love it. Michael McClanahan, Money Mike is up next. And he says, what were Kurt's thoughts on the holiday theme WWE episodes? Did you enjoy those? I liked them. I thought it brought holiday cheer. I mean, that's what people want. That's what people expect. You know, you, you don't want to ignore Christmas. I mean, if you're having a show around Christmas or during Christmas, you have to bring it up and you got to do some Christmassy stuff on the show. There you go. This is all, all these questions are great. They're all holiday based. Rajiv, my old friend Rajiv says, do you think talent should be given time off if a show falls on a holiday? So say you had to work Christmas day. Do you think, Hey, because you worked Christmas day, we're going to give you this, you know, couple days off. Do you think that that should be kind of what they do? Well, it is what they do. Okay. If you have a, if you have an event on Christmas day, uh, whether it be raw or SmackDown, you're most likely going to have off the next day or the next couple of days. So anytime you tour every week, you'll have three house shows and then a TV. And when you do the three house shows, you do the TV at the end of the tour, and then you get three days off. So those three days will be the days that uh, you'd have off for the, for the holiday. It might not be on Christmas, but it'll probably be a day after Christmas. Would they do anything above and beyond that normal schedule, Kurt, for you working at Christmas though? Nope. <laughs> okay. Nope. That's where we were getting at. Most of the time you're working during Christmas. Ah, there you go. Well, you're not working this Christmas, buddy. I tell you that. Hey, How's amen. that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fernando Diaz is up with our last uh, fan question this week. And he says, does Kurt Angle have any Christmas traditions? So I know you talked about the tree. Is there anything else that you can think of? Is there maybe some movies that you're like, Hey, I'm definitely going to watch this for Christmas or yes. We watch Christmas story every year as a family. We do it go. on Christmas Eve, uh, eight o'clock at night. So 8 PM Eastern standard time on Christmas Eve, Kurt Angle is going to be watching a Christmas story. <laughs> 
There you go. That we learned something that we can set our clock to. And Kurt, I know you well enough to know <laughs> that at me. that at eight PM Eastern on Christmas Eve, that's what your family will be doing. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. <laughs> and uh, man, I love some of the stuff that I got to see on social media. By the way, which we're going to jump into uh, next here. So let's talk about that. By the way, thank you for the fan questions. Let's first kick it off and talk about these uh, chicken snacks because man, you've been doing some holiday. Uh, uh, you know, wishes. I saw the happy holidays on social media with you and your kids and the, and the, and the, you know, physically fit site. Yeah, we have the physically fit nutrition chicken snacks. You can get them at physicallyfit.com. You could use the uh, code angle pod and get 20% off your first order. And you could become a lifeline lifetime member and get 20% off forever. If you go to the website, physicallyfit.com, you sign up for my membership. But these are incredible. We have 11 different flavors, sweet barbecue, uh, sriracha, honey mustard, cinnamon swirl. You name it, we have it. And they're incredible. We also have plant protein. So we not only have the chicken protein, we have the plant protein. And uh, they're both incredible. You're going to absolutely love these if you try them. I've got nothing but four and five-star reviews from every fan uh, that has tried this product. So please order it support me support my business and order the product i really appreciate it hey by the way i didn't realize this kurt but they have their own instagram uh account physically fit that's where i saw your video with your with you and your kids wishing everybody happy holidays yeah we got we got some followers too (laughs) yeah that's how i followed it yeah so yeah, talk to us about how that was to try to put that together with uh, all, all your kids. How oh long God, it took us an hour. Uh, they were all being bad. You know, I yelled at them a hundred different times. My, my favorite part. Stop laughing. Joseph kept laughing. And I'm like, stop laughing. Don't laugh again. Every time we would do a, do a take, he would start laughing. His body would shake. I'm like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> my favorite part is at the end, you go, it's true. It's true. It's darn true. <laughs> what did the kids say? Because I couldn't tell what they said. Well, some of them are used to me saying damn. So they said, damn. <laughs> I've told everybody to say darn because they were kids. <laughs> I and, thought I heard your little daughter say, damn, I'm like, oh, no, damn, yep, yep, because she hears it from me all the time when I'm doing promos and stuff and doing so good. Zoom calls. Yeah, that <laughs> was so good. It cracked me up. I had to watch it a couple of times because I heard you say darn and I thought for sure the little one said, damn, and I'm like, oh, that didn't go did. well. It's good stuff. So check it out. Physically fit support our buddy, our friend, Kurt angle, the Olympic gold medalist. Okay. So let's, we talked about that. Let's talk about where else they can support you, Kurt. Okay. You go to KurtAngleBrand.com. I have merchandise, very affordable. I kept the prices low for all the fans to show my appreciation for all of you. We have cowboy hats. We have milk cartons. We have photos. We have birthday cards, t-shirts, video messages, you name it. We have it. Go to Kurt and get your, get your order, whatever you want. There you go. He'll take care of you. And only as he can first class with Kurt angle all the way. He's uh, I've know I've gotten cameo videos from you before. You can get that for people. So lots of good stuff there. And then finally the wildcat belts, oh, man, yeah. get that total belt out. There's four of them left. They made five special ones, actually six. If you count the premium one uh, on the premium leather, there, I the blue leather here. for Kurt. And he's showing it to us on video. If you're an ad free show member, gorgeous belt, uh, check it out. Wildcatbelts.com. The Kurt angle, American hero belt. 
uh, a unique opportunity to own a rare piece of wrestling memorabilia that you and me and Kurt Angle and three others will own. And that is it. That's right. Those are bragging rights. Those are bragging rights. That's Rarified right. Air, brother. Championship belt. This is the same quality as WWE and AEW belts. The same exact quality. Well, Kurt, starting in 2022, if you want to get your questions here on the Kurt Angle Show, uh, you got to be a member at adfreeshows.com. We'll be sourcing them directly from our members. That is a change. That is different than what we've done in the past. Usually we would pull it in from social media, Twitter, and it doesn't matter what tier. But if you want your name in question on the angle pod, you'll have to be a member of AFS. But along with that, you're going to get all the podcasts early and ad free with video where you can see Kurt angle, his expressions, his dance moves, which I saw a few today on this call and all that fun stuff that you get to watch on video. I'm telling you no Conrad ads, no, none of all those ads. You guys complain about that. You have to fast forward through it's all ad free and early here on adfreeshows.com. So Kurt, I think we've plugged just about everything, their mother and their brother. I think we're good. Listen, buddy, if I don't talk to you, have a great new year, my friend. You too, my friend. Take care and God bless. Same to you. And that's going to do it this week for the Kurt Angle Show. Take care, everybody. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. And as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.